September 1653. The last of summer. The first chill winds of autumn. The sun no longer strikes my eastern window as I wake, but turning laggard does not top the hill before eight o'clock. A white mist hides the bay sometimes until noon and hangs about the marshes too, leaving when it lifts a breath of cold air behind it. Because of this, the tall grass in the meadow never dries, but long past midday shimmers and glistens in the sun, the great drops of moisture hanging motionless upon the stems. I notice the tides more than I did once. They seem to make a pattern to the day. When the water drains from the marshes, and little by little the yellow sands appear, rippling and hard and firm, it seems to my foolish fancy as I lie here that I too go seaward with the tide and all my old hidden dreams that I thought buried for all time are bare and naked to the day, just as the shells and the stones are on the sands. It is a strange, joyous feeling, this streak back to the past. Nothing is regretted, and I am happy and proud. The mist and cloud have gone, and the sun, high now and full of warmth, holds revel with my ebb tide. How blue and hard is the sea as it curls westward from the bay, and the black head, darkly purple, leans to the deep water like a sloping shoulder. Once again, and this I know is fancy, it seems to me that the tide ebbs always in the middle of the day, when hope is highest and my mood is still. Then, half-consciously, I become aware of a shadow, of a sudden droop of the spirit. The first clouds of evening are gathering beyond the Dodman, they cast long fingers on the sea, and the surge of the sea, once far off and faint, comes louder now, creeping towards the sands. The tide has turned. Gone are the white stones and the cowrie shells. The sands are covered. My dreams are buried. And as darkness falls, the flood tide sweeps over the marshes and the land is covered. Then Matty will come in to light the candles and to stir the fire, making a bustle with her presence, and if I am short with her or do not answer, she looks at me with a shake of her head and reminds me that the fall of the year was always my bad time, my autumn melancholy. Even in the distant days, when I was young, the menace of it became an institution, and Matty, like a fierce clucking hen, would chase away the casual visitor. Miss Honor can see nobody today. My family soon learnt to understand and left me in peace though peace is an ill word to describe the moods of black despair that used to grip me. Oh, well, they're over now. Those moods, at least. Rebellion of the spirit against the chafing flesh, and the moments of real pain when I could not rest. 